entitled, A Weary World Rejoices. A Weary World Rejoices. Reverend Hill, sir, would you please pray over our message and messenger this evening? Amen, amen. You may be seated. At least I forget again. Cookie exchange tomorrow for all the ladies who would like to be involved. 5 p.m. here at the church through 8 o'clock. You bring three dozen cookies, same type, and then there's an exchange. And so uh, come on and be a part of that. And then if you want to do the second part of it, bring half dozen cookies in a jar, make it into a gift, and there's a little game that goes along with that. That's tomorrow night. You're invited to come be a part. Cookie exchange, 5 p.m. here. Really, it's just an opportunity for the ladies to get together in fellowship. So come on and be a part. Again, preaching to you tonight on a time of message, a weary world rejoices. One of the good things about the Christmas season is that you can go into places and hear them singing about Christ in secular areas. It's not often you can go into a JCPenney or into a Walmart or to uh, a a grocery store or into a gas station and you hear them singing about Christ because they're singing Christmas carols. And when you look a little deeper into some of those words, you find that there is a great message in them. One of uh, the classics, O Holy Night, goes this way. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, O hear the angel voices. O night divine, O night when Christ was born. The Christmas season, it, it, it can be both a time of great joy, if we allow it, Or it can be a time of stress, if you allow it. But I'm wanting this year to milk every day that I can of the goodness of God and Jesus in this season. Amen? Amen. And so, as we think about what we read to you in the book of Luke tonight, how that the shepherds were out in the field and they were watching over their flock by night and suddenly the angels appeared to them and and began to uh, sing to them and announce to them that Christ was born and that they were going to go. Can you imagine what it was like for those shepherds? Day after day they had to go through the routine, the mundane ritual of going out and watching over the sheep. I'm sure that it was a tiring, weary job. It was not a very well-paying job. It was not a job that was highly respected in the world. And so they would find solace in speaking one to another. And you can picture them going through the same thing day after day, week after week, year after year after year. But that night, something that had never happened before and would never happen again, angels appeared to them and began to sing. And the angels began to announce that this day a Savior was born. And they said, this sign 
shall be unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Now if you think about it for a second, you'd have to ask, what in the world made this particular announcement a sign to the shepherds? You're going to find a baby. Well, babies weren't, uh, it was not an uncommon thing to find babies in the city. You find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Again, that's something that you would probably uh, expect. If you're going to find a baby, they have to be wrapped in some warm clothes to keep the baby warm. It's going to be laid in a manger. Well, that's a little bit different because, uh, of course, you would expect a, a baby would be in a crater or in some specific piece of furniture for it. But a manger is kind of like that, the best that they could do. But one man explained a little bit more about why this would be special to the shepherds. For he said these particular shepherds were not just ordinary shepherds. They were the ones that watched over the sheep that were sacrificed at the temple. And if you know a little bit about the Jewish law, you know that only the sacrifices that were perfect could be offered to God. If a sheep had uh, a missing leg or if a sheep was scarred in any way, shape, or form, it was not considered worthy to be offered unto God. And so history tells us that they would sometimes take these sheep when they were born and they would wrap them in cloth so that they would not injure themselves as they were growing. And therefore they would still be worthy to be offered to God when they got of certain age. So when the angel tells them, hey, listen, you're going to find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. They could begin to see that this was not just a normal baby. This was the Lamb of God that was going to be offered for a sacrifice for our sins. Amen. And so as the shepherds go and they go to that place and they find just like the angel said to them, there was, as the song says, a thrill of hope. That's exciting to me. It's exciting to me because not only did it announce an opportunity for change back then, but it still gives us the opportunity for change today. You know, sometimes as Christians we get excited about a brand new person coming to Christ and their life changing. But I'm glad that Christianity and the gospel doesn't just offer a change and hope for those who have never known Christ to change their life. But it offers a chance and hope for those of us who have been Christians for a while to have a fresh start. To have a new beginning. To have a new love that flows into our heart. And that hope that says, you know what, I can change. I can get better. I can be more of what God wants me to be. God does not want us to stay in the same place spiritually. He wants us to grow. So there is a hope. I need that hope today to encourage me towards continued change and improvement. But then the song said, the weary world rejoices. When I was a kid, my uncle, I'm not sure how many years older he is than me, maybe 10 or 15, but you can picture me being 10 or 12, and uh, he's a great big man, six foot seven, played basketball, and he would tease me mercilessly, as uncles often do. Because here I was, this little scrawny kid, and, and he'd come by, whenever I'd see him, he'd always, he'd always say, hey, you got something on your shirt, and he'd point down there, and I'd look to see what it was, and he'd bop me in the chin, and he'd take me out swimming in, in the pond that we had at my grandmother's. Uh, house and 
of course, throw me in the water and half drown me, but it was all in good fun. But there wasn't a whole lot that I could do about it because he was much bigger than I was, amen? And oftentimes if I would complain to my grandmother, his mother, and say this, that, and the other, she would say this, if you play with the bull, you get the horns. And in so many words she was saying, don't uh, aggravate him because if you aggravate him, he's going to tease you and that's what's going to happen and it's nothing you can do about it. And so it can be wearying as a little kid not having the strength to fight off this bully. It can be wearying having to go through this thing. Now, I knew it was all in fun. He didn't mean it in any way other than good uh, relative fun. Amen. So if he ever sees this online, I want him to know. I don't hold him against him. It was just fun. But in, in uh, our lives, there is a different type of weariness that we experience. Almost like a child uh, who is wanting to get something in your hand and you offer it to them and as they reach for it, you lift it higher to where they can't get it. Or, or you put it there and you move it to the left or you move it to the right and they keep on playing the game but you're quicker than they are and they're never able to get it and they get frustrated and sometimes you can bring them to tears because they want it so badly but there's nothing they could do about it. But when Christ came, it meant that the devil and sin and the habits that had made us weak because we couldn't overcome the things that we were looking for that always seemed to be just out of our grasp was now going to be offered to us through the death, the birth, death, resurrection of Jesus Christ. We would no longer be weary, always suffering through the same habits of sin, but God would give us a way for us to be changed. It is wearying to fight the same battles. It is wearying to deal with the same problems day after day after day. But the coming of Christ gives us hope that things can change. It doesn't have to stay that way. You can be made new. The brand new Christian understands the joy, understands the cleansing. Do you remember when you first got saved? And that joy that flooded your soul. I had a brother, when he, he said that he prayed around a kitchen table. He was a, an infantryman. He prayed around a kitchen table in the servicemen's home. I think it was in Hawaii. And he said when he was done praying, he got up and he, he actually felt like his shoulders were lighter. He reached back and said, where did it go? That burden of sin was gone because God had forgiven him. And there's people that you see them when they get saved and it's like the lights have turned on inside of them. Their eyes are bright and shining and they come to church. They're excited. You never have to beg them to come to church. They're, they're begging to be in the house of God. Hey, what do you got tomorrow night? Hey, when's Bible study? Hey, I got this Bible question. There's just a joy about them because they're so excited that God has changed them. That doesn't have to end after a month or six months or a year. There should be a constant joy as we reflect, man, God brought me out of this. And I have a chance today to grow closer to God. I was talking to my brother before service and shared part of our affirmations we had shared with you the other day. How that we can grow closer to Jesus every day. That should be special to you. That today I can be closer to Jesus than I ever was before. That tomorrow I can be closer to him than I ever was before. And so there is a hope. When Christ came, it gives me a hope that I can change. That I can be different. That I can grow closer to him. 
There is an answer to my weariness. Jesus said, come unto me and I will give you rest. I can finally lay hold upon that which my soul is after. But finally, the, the lyric said, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. You know, isn't that what the world's looking for? They try to find it in a bottle to get happy. They try to find it at a club where the music's uh, uh, bumping and everybody's excited. They try to find it in, in uh, all these various things. But there is joy when I have been forgiven. There is joy when I know that when I die, I'm going to heaven. There is joy to know that I haven't been forgotten about. I want you to understand something. When Christ came, it was at the end of 400 years of what some writers call the, the silence. There was no open uh, prophetic writing during those 400 years. And I imagine there were many who said, you know, maybe God has just given up on us. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he just said he's had it with us. But the coming of Christ showed us that God wasn't tired with us yet. The coming of Christ showed us that he still loved us, that he was still reaching out, that he still wanted to have a part in our life. And every time we come to church and we lift up our hands and feel the presence of God, it should give us that same encouragement. Jesus came so that I can have joy. Jesus came so that I can be forgiven. Jesus came to make a way that I can be back into fellowship with him and find the meaning that my soul craves. Jesus came so that I can make a, a path to get to heaven. He made a way where there was no way. There was a geologist by the name of Aziz. And when he would do his studies, they would lower him over a precipice, a cliff, in a basket by rope. And every time they would do this, they would weigh him. Because they needed to know that they had enough strength and enough ability, manpower on the top side, to pull him back up the cliff. And so they would weigh him. He would go down. They'd pull him back up. But one time in one of his journeys, they lowered him farther than he had ever gone before. And they had forgotten to take into account the extra weight of the rope that was now let all the way out. And when he got all the way down, they realized they didn't have enough strength to pull him up. So they had to hold and they called for help and eventually people came and they pulled him up. But I thought about that and I thought, isn't that just like it was in sin? We kept thinking, I'm just going to go over the edge a little bit. I'll come back up when I want to. I'm just going to go over there a little bit. But then one day we found we got so far down we couldn't get back up. One day we found that we went so far down that there was no way for us to get back up. That's where Christ comes in because his love and hope for us reaches down farther than anything else and makes a way for us to come back. The old song says, sin will take you farther than you want to go. Sin will keep you longer than you want to stay. And sin will cost you far more than you want to pay. But the coming of Christ says, I know that you've sinned. I know that you've done wrong. I know that you've gotten yourself into a predicament. But my love and mercy is reaching down to pull you back up again. And so we can rejoice. There is a way to get back to God. We can rejoice. I can be forgiven. We can rejoice. There is a better day for me tomorrow and in the future and in eternity because Christ came.
Would you right now, would you begin to stand as musicians come and begin to lift your hands and just lift your heart to God and tell Him, Lord, tonight I thank you that I don't have to be weary. I thank you that you made a way where there was no way. I thank you that I can have joy unspeakable and full of glory. I appreciate all that you've done and all that you're going to do. And Father, I come to you tonight thanking you for coming in this Christmas season.